0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at your game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and in today's episode, I really had this idea for what I wanted to talk about, but when I started to put the numbers together, things kind of changed. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and head into our first segment. List building with Joe! And we're back again with a first order list. Now, uh, this list I kind of stumbled upon. Uh, I like it, so let me talk about what the list is, and then we'll talk about uh, how I personally would fly it. So... We're going to start off first with Gideon Hask in the Xi-Class Shuttle. Now Gideon is going to have Fanatical, Proud Tradition, Targeting Synchronizer, Sensor Buoy Suites, and Commander Pyre. Then we've got Dread in the TIE-SE Bomber with Ion Torpedoes and Electro Proton Bomb, Grudge with Feedback Ping, Concussion Missiles, Skilled Bombardier, Bomblet Generator, and Hull Upgrade, and two... Siner Miss test pilots with ion missiles and proximity mines. So let's talk about turn zero. Turn zero we're going to set up. We want DREAD to essentially charge the center of the board. We want to get that electroproton bomb in the middle of the board as quickly as possible. And the whole point of this list is basically area denial. So, but before we get into, well, we kind of already talked about what I didn't want to do with DRED. Let's talk about the sensor buoy suites. We know Dread's going to be taking up the middle of the board and doing air denial there. So we want the sensor buoy suites to get the maximum efficiency out of there. Is we want to put them in the rocks, debris, whatever is there. We want to put them inside the... Uh, your edge so that there's overlap between the obstacle and your opponent to give them that extra agility on your opponent's side of the board on either side of the middle of the board, so the left and right side of the middle of the board. That way, your opponent kind of has to pick a lane. They can go down the center, but then they're going to have to deal with that Electroproton from Dread. And then we've got Grudge and the uh, Sinar Jameis test pilots. Now, they're all going to be rocking in a loose formation. Um, Mainly because you don't want them too close together, but you want them to be able to kind of spread and move around and things like that. Um, And then Gideon can be on whichever side of the mat that you need him to be on, depending on the placement of your opponent's forces, what you can tell at the I-4. So essentially what you've got is you've got Gideon who's going to be getting that target lock before he engages. He engages first as the highest initiative in the list and he's going to allow those ion missiles to really uh, be utilized by those test pilots. And also the Ion Torpedo from Dread, which gives you quite a bit of control. And then you've got Grudge, who's going to be uh, rocking the concussion missiles to kind of round up everything after everyone's shot. Then if you can get some ionization going on, then you know exactly where your opponent's going to be to get the most effect out of that bomblet generator out of those proximity mines on those test pilots. So, as I said, you've got dread going towards the middle. You've got Grudge and the uh, other bombers kind of in a loose formation. And Gideon can either back up that loose formation or you can put him on the other side of the board. Um, And then, oh, I almost forgot to mention Commander Pyre. Commander Pyre is just for that early control to uh, at least show us slow a ship down for one turn so anyway that's the list that's how I'd fly it how would you do it differently alright let's go ahead and move on to the next segment AMG Rules Forum Now just a reminder, I am reading these from oldest to newest, so some of these rules may have changed. I highly encourage you to get in and read if you have any questions. So with that being said, our first topic is cloaking device, OP. The words on the cloaking device upgrade read, action, spend one charge to perform a cloak action. At the start of the planning phase, roll one attack die. On an eyeball result, decloak and discard your cloak or discard your cloak token. If a ship fails a decloak action, is it forced to discard a cloak token? Answer, no, from the rules reference. If a ship with cloaking device elicit, rolls a focus result, and then fails while attempting to decloak, what happens? Answer, the ship does not remove its cloak token. Next question. Agent Terex and Lieutenant Revis. If Agent Terex transfers a jam token to another ship and Lieutenant Revis is within range, can Revis acquire a lock on it? Answer. Yes. A jam token is orange and would meet the conditions of Lieutenant Revis's and the Tai Foe fighter pilot ability. Random player order. OP, can we please have confirmation of how this works? Will a single dice roll at the beginning of the game decide first or second player, or will it work in some other way? Thank you. Answer, hi there. Questions about the changes to core game mechanics will be addressed in the news rule once the new rules document have been released. OP, is there a date for this? Answer, no, it's a pretty fundamental change to the core mechanics, so we want to make sure we've tested it thoroughly first. Next question, device order detonation. Hello, OP, hello. When multiple devices are dropped by multiple pilots from both players, what is used to determine the order in which the, di- the devices are resolved? Does it go by player initiative, or all of first players gets resolved first, or does it go by pilot skill order? and does the highest or lowest get resolved first? Answer. The first player resolves all of their devices in any order of their choosing, resolving each detonation and then any resulting effects, such as brain Run's crew, after an enemy ship is affected by a friendly bomb effect, or fully, before moving on to the next. Then the second player in player order resolves all of their bombs in any order of their choosing, resolving each Detonation fully before moving on to the next, and so on for multiplayer games. Okay, I'd actually been playing that wrong, so see, this is where we we learn stuff. Alright, next topic, R4 Astromech and revealing a red maneuver while stressed. OP. If you reveal a red maneuver while stressed and are forced to move the white two-speed straight maneuver instead. If you have R4 astromech, does the two white straight become blue? R4 astromech. Decrease the difficulty of your speed one to two basic maneuvers. Left turn, left bank, straight, right bank, right turn. Answer. No. The stress maneuver is a white two-straight maneuver. The bearing, difficulty, and speed of this maneuver cannot be changed unless an ability explicitly affects the Stress Maneuver. Last topic for the day, Buzz Droids. OP. If an enemy ship has Buzz buzz Droids at range 0 in its front arc, and I move one of my ships onto the Buzz Droid counter, does the Buzz Droid stay in position, relocate to the rear of the enemy ship if applicable, or relocate to my ship? Answer. Buzz droids only relocate if an enemy ship overlaps or moves through them. If a controlling player moves a ship through or overlaps a buzz droid counter that is already aligned with an enemy ship, they stay in place. All right, now let's get into what I really wanted to talk about today, and that's looking at the... Point costs and loadout values. Now, I'm going to stick with First Order um, for a couple of reasons. One, it's a smaller faction in terms of ships and pilots, so it's going to be kind of easier to look at the data. Um, but two is I've, if you haven't figured it out, I've kind of been on a First Order kick for a while, so we're gonna we're gonna continue with that. But basically, what I wanted to do is I wanted to lay out every ship in the faction by cost value, so squad points, and loadout value, what you get for those points. And then I put some other factors in there like total health, agility, base attack, all of that stuff, just to kind of get an idea of if I was going to build a list based solely on efficiency, that there should be a one or two like best picks at that price point for the loadout. And I really thought the data was going to be incredibly clear on what ships are going to be the best value at the squad point cost. But what I found... When I when I put all the ships together and sorted them by cost is that it really depends on the list that you're building on what the ideal um, ship is going to be for that situation and I I have to say I really kind of like that um, the idea that at a certain squad point or point cost there's not an ideal go to ship in a faction is i mean it it makes me giddy for for lack of a better word here let me let me give you an example so the first order only has two ships that are above the 6 point cost value they're both kylo ren so you can get them in the silencer for eight points, or you can get them at the whisper for seven points. Now, this is this is where it comes into kind of me personally. Uh, I think the whisper is a better value than the silencer uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it costs less overall in your uh, in your your squad points. Two, you get more loadout points on the Whisper Kylo. And three, and I think this is the biggest one, you get more action economy with Kylo Ren in the Whisper. And what I mean by that is Jam acts as kind of an action economy in a way of denying your opponent's action. So you're kind of building that in... With Kylo in the Whisper. So not only are you taking essentially the same two actions with either Kylo Ren, whether it's a boost in an action or a um, a barrel roll in an action or a focus in an action, what, whatever it is, one of those actions is actually denying your opponent an action. And I think that has incredible value. So anyway, if it comes down between those two, unless you you need to make up the point somewhere, I would say go for the Whisper tie or Whisper Kylo Ren. I I think that's that's a better value. But then when we get into the six point costs, now there's only a handful of ships that cost six. Let me go ahead and read them out for you. So you've got quick draw, major von reg, breach, hollow, blackout. Avenger, and Rush. Now suddenly, it's not as clear as what ship best fits in there. It, it You really have to base it on the structure of your list. Like if you want something that's going to punch hard, you're probably going to want Quickdraw, Breach, or Major Von Rigg. If you want something that has utility as a sports ship, then the the clear choice is Hollow. If you want something that's, you know, going to give you complete board information action by the time they get around to actually firing, then Avenger makes sense. If you want AC ships, then Von Reg, Rush, or Hollow, or Blackout. I mean, it just depends on... On what you want to build out. How you want to build it out. And what you want to do with the loadout values. But I like that you have choices. And the same thing happens when you get into the fives. When you get into the fives. You've got Agent Terex in the shuttle, Commander Malaris in the shuttle, Lieutenant Leuse. Wrath. Recoil. A First Order Test Pilot a senior Jameis Engineer, and a First Order Provocateur. So again, depending on what you're trying to do with your list is where you get the value from. You've got varying initiatives, you've got varying chassis, you've got varying loadout points. I mean, all of it really kind of just Makes it kind of interesting. Um, looking at this now, I do think this is, this is one point where I'm going to say that the, the, the clear choice becomes a little bit more, well, I I don't want to say more, but for me, what stands out in, in the five cost range is Lieutenant Lehuse. And the reason for that is he's rocking, um, some of the most health you can get at that uh, initiative with, or not initiative, but at that cost with the biggest loadout value, which means he's the most, um, gosh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Diversifiable. So you can really kit him out in a lot of different ways depending on what you need in your list. And he has a pilot ability that really kind of... Well, um, can make him a bit of a threat depending on who you pair him with. So, I personally have found the idea of Barrage Rocket Lehus with uh, First Order Ordnance Tech. And, uh, but those, there's there's a couple other, I don't have the build out right in front of me, but those two upgrades all of a sudden means that. He can reload when he needs to reload. He can spend someone else's target lock to re-roll the Barrage Rockets. He's rolling three dice and all he has to do is focus. I mean, that's that's ideal for him. So, anyway, uh, at that, that five squad point, I think Lahuse is probably the best value. And then we get into the fours and there are a whole bunch of fours there. We've got... Gideon in the Zai, Midnight in the Foe, Captain Phasma, Backdraft, Dread, Whirlwind, First Order Courier, Scorch in the uh, Bomber, Omega Squadron Expert, Grudge, Nightfall, 709th Legion Ace, Siner Jameis Test Pilot, First Order Cadet, Ember a Zeta Squadron Survivor, and a Red Fury Zealot. And again, here it's kind of, well, what do you want to do? Do you want control? Well, Midnight's probably Midnight, or Gideon are probably your best bet. Do you want punch? Well, then you're probably going to want Backdraft. Do you want survivability? Phasma? Do you want action economy? Probably Nightfall. You know? So, a lot of these, like, it depends on what you want to do with your list. And I know I keep saying that over and over again, but it's really fascinating that these uh, break down so interestingly that you're able to go through and really put a list together. Just based off of what what you want to do, not necessarily what the what the best cost point is, you know. And I mean, you, and you see the same thing at three uh, three cost points in first order. You got Muse, Static, Captain, or Commander Malorus, Omega Squadron Ace, Tina, Scorch, Longshot. Zeta Squadron Pilot, Epsilon Squadron Cadet, and Lieutenant, and then Lieutenant Revis at two. But those are all your, your FOs. So at, at the three point, if you're going strictly off of, uh, loadout values, then Muse is your best point, followed by Static. But then if you want initiative, Commander Mallorys with Tracers is kind of like, Good, I mean, you've got a high initiative Tie Fighter that can lock and then spend her ability to double mod both of her tracer shots to basically give locks out to the rest of the list. That's that's bonkers good. Like, I really like it, and she's cheap enough that you can fit a bunch of extra, extra ships to really make that those tracer missiles have that extra impact and really the best part about this is the fact that now you can build lists as simply or as complex as you want do you want to base your lists around a chassis well count to 20 using the best value for those chassis do you want to build your lists around an idea like i did with the list of the week you know um Well, you come up with the best value based on that. As I was building that list, I initially had three um, of the uh, Siner Jameis test pilots. And one of them was rocking that uh, electroproton bomb. But then I realized that I could upgrade it to uh, Dread... For the same cost and I get four more loadout points. So now I can make him more of a threat. Which I mean, it who doesn't Who doesn't like something like that? Sure I lose a little bit of the initiative synergy, but I mean it I don't know, I just I love that this is so much more complicated. But it's so simple at the same time. Like you can you can literally, literally, uh, I can speak, you can literally take an idea for a type of squad that you want to build and you can make it as simple or as complex as you want and there's no right answer. That's the best part about it. Now, I'm sure some of you are with me. Well, you know, Joe... There probably is a right answer, depending on what you're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, that might be true, but it just, I don't know. Like, someone smarter than me needs to look at this data and really, really see, but just from, from what I'm, from, just from the data that I have in front of me and the small little bits is... There's almost no clear example of who you should take at a given price point of on a list. It, it really comes down to flavor to taste, which is the best part about X-Wing. Because it allows a, a creativity that we just haven't really seen before. And not because, it, not because X-Wing players aren't creative... But because we get stagnant, we tend to look at, hey, this is this is what's good, this is where the meta's at, this is what I should be building, and we don't really go through and look at what the other possibilities are. Because now at the different cost points of the different loadout values and the different total health and the different pilot skills and all of that stuff, all of those factors play together to make this an incredibly complex thing to try and pin down. I, I just... I, I'm, I'm blown away by, you know, the... the complexity and the simplicity of it, which, you know, seems like an oxymoron, but I just... I, I really like. So anyway, that's my... Uh, that's my breakdown of the First Order. Um, is this something you like? Would you like me to to continue doing this with the different factions? Or um, am I just rambling? I don't know. Let me know. As I uh, do every week, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it please consider leaving your review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. If you'd like to support this podcast, please consider becoming a patron. It really means a lot to me. This is the last, second to last episode To for anyone interested in becoming a patron to sign up and get a quarterly t-shirt. It'll be going out. This is going to be the last quarterly prize for a little while, at least until I can uh, get my finances back in order. And uh, as you know, I like to end every uh, every episode with a question. This week's question is, what are your thoughts on squad building? Do you like the changes? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.